Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz. Uh, a little bit of an awkward episode this week. Obviously, we are in between any sort of, you know, real uh, games, um, everything like that. Obviously, um, we've got a weird, weird sort of vibe going on. Um, I imagine this is how divorced children feel <laughs> between parents. Um, I, I mean, yeah, no, actually, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, no, this is how I felt when my parents blew up. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, it's, it's one of those things where we've got no real games to talk about, no real news. I actually have, uh, was tested positive for COVID on Sunday, just gone. Uh, so I've had this weird week where this week's not existed. We've had uh, various other things happen mental health-wise. not going to get into that much. So just bear with us with this episode. It's very awkward. Um, saying that, I am your host, as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg, on Twitter and Instagram with me as always, and hopefully testing negative. Um, well, I haven't tested anything, really. Oh. As far as I'm aware... <laughs> I'm dumb. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm Smith. I'm DRS underscore nine ninety four on Instagram. Um, I, I've had an okay week. I'm feeling okay. I know. I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll try and pick up the energy for all of us. Um, <laughs> and in the in the in the background, who actually you know makes everything possible, really. Uh, I am Scruffy. I'm just Scrufflord on Twitter. But as mentioned every single time, do not follow me on there unless you really want to see incredible boredom. It really is just an entirely waste of time. Um, <laughs> it is, absolutely. You would be better off clicking a blank screen five yep. minutes of your day. Pretty much. <laughs> play a, play uh, a cookie clicker, that'll do it. Talking of complete boredom, shall we do the news? Um, this week was announced the... Um, obviously, we knew that this year there was going to be... Uh, in the 2022 season... There was going to be two London games, a Germany game and a, uh, a Mexico game. Um, the host venue for the Germany game has been announced to be Munich for 2022, with Frankfurt also hosting games, whether that's going to be in 2023 or 2024. But yes, it's going to be Munich and Frankfurt. I'm pretty um, sure that it did announce as Frankfurt as 2023. It did. It was 2023, yeah. So I thought it was, but I can't... Like, I'm just reading the news story now. It mentions nothing about 2023. So it just says, in the future. Um, so, yeah. It, yeah, so 2022. Um, apparently I'm going to Munich, uh, which is nice. I've, I've, Have I been to Munich? I don't yeah, think I was... I don't think not I went to Munich. an official news report. It's just on the NFL UK Instagram. They um, announced Munich 2022, yeah. Frankfurt yeah. 2023 as the little logos. I mean, Frankfurt is a really nice place. So even in 2023, you've got something to look forward to. It's well, one place yeah. I've been, and that stadium's incredible. Yeah, like yeah. the noise that comes out of that place when you got a full crowd in it. Like it's the most acoustically sound stadium I've ever been in. I've been in a few football stadiums, and it's better than Wembley. Like that's. Mm. Saying a lot. Yeah, well, um, when I was doing my Erasmus, um, I lived in Mainz, which is nice. a few miles south of Frankfurt. Yeah. So we were, you know, I flew in and out of Frankfurt all the time to, to get there. So, yeah. When you Love say, like, part. acoustically sound as well, the way I imagine it is, like, the whole crowd just stopping for a moment 
and then all doing the Halo loading screen noise oh. to each other, and everybody can hear outside the stadium. Uh, if if we if oh my goodness, just as a random point because you've made me think of it, an entire stadium doing the Halo theme would be insane. I have to say that that would be terrifying and insane at the same time. Just I, I, I'd be up for it. Hearing I mean, that from outside with no context. <laughs> maybe that might start the apocalypse. You don't know. <laughs> that maybe that terrible. actually would summon the floods. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, anyway. um, so yeah, uh, look forward to seeing. Um, here's the thing: I think the Germany game is going to be the Green Bay Packers because everything was set mm. up for it. I think the Green Bay Packers want to go over uh, to Germany. Um, but again, this is just pure speculation. Nothing's been announced, and I would prefer them come to London. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, I do was hoping for a Germany holiday this year. Uh, so two birds, one stone. Um, on to head coach changes, as we have three uh, big ones at the moment. Um, it's looking like um, Pete Carroll is going to stay as the Seattle Seahawks coach, uh, as he has hired former Chicago Bears defensive coordinator as associate head coach so in that kind of discussion we had a little while ago about whether you know the Seahawks are going to keep Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll looks like at the moment they're keeping both um <laughs> it's literally the meme from Road to El Dorado how about both 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 is good I mean <laughs> given this season I would disagree yeah. uh, and well. say both both is mediocre <laughs> <laughs> Both is not the best option you could have picked, but we'll take it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, the New Orleans Saints have obviously been forced to move on from Sean Payton as he decided, no, I'm retiring, or whatever. Um, they have promoted um, defensive coordinator Dennis Allen uh, as the head coach. Um, so many tipped uh, Dennis Allen to get a head coaching job somewhere this season. Um nobody really thought it was going to be of the Saints, though. Uh, with that shock retirement announcement. And then finally, the Houston Texans have hired Love Smith. Um, lovey. Uh, lovey, sorry. Uh, lovey, there you go. I mean, <laughs> sure. I know it's just an eye, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, Who I will say, his beard is fucking magnificent. Oh, it is, yeah. No, it's a beautiful beard. Um just a pure man and you know somebody i aspire to be uh you know to, to have that beard at some point in the future um but yeah solid changes i mean no like not massive names um going on there the thing as well um we have to mention is rich basaccia um former um interim head coach of the las vegas raiders is now the special teams coordinator for the Green Bay Packers! Um, I'm really happy about this. Um, I'm kind of like... It's one of those weird feelings where like, I think Rich Passaccia should have a head coaching job um, instead of you know another coordinator position, given what he'd done to the Raiders. And I feel like the Raiders kind of dropped the ball with not making him a full head coach instead of just interim. But, I mean, their loss is the Green Bay Packers' gain. And they definitely need a special team that will actually do the job as well. So. Yes, yes. Um, like that's that's the big thing here. and it, it, It's also the problem when 
anyone puts someone as interim and they sit on their hands, it's just like that person could be earning a lot of money. And if you don't give them that money and someone else goes, hi, and just shakes a load of dollars in your face, they're going to take it. Yeah. If they don't think that you're going to give them it. And, and to be fair as well, I think it's it's play. also a chance to like um, <clears throat> prove it as well. Obviously, yeah, yeah, prove himself because he he's, yeah. he did well with what he uh, what time he had as a uh, head coach for the Raiders. The the special teams have fucked the Packers all year long and for a long time. So, I, yeah, it's going to be one of where he's like, yeah, I'm doing this to prove to myself that I can turn this around. And, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's the thing. <clears throat> if he sorts them out. And I don't. I, I would say like if Aaron Rodgers stayed, because I know Jordan Love needs a bit more time. Mm-hmm. Um, if he sorts that special teams out next season and Aaron Rodgers stays, yeah, I would put my money on them being in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I say like the thing is, say if if you, I mean, they are the worst ranked special teams in the league. Um. You know, or sorry, were under Maurice Strayton. Um, if he can sort them out to even be like in the top half of special teams, um, yeah, absolutely. That's that's a that's an absolute win. Uh, you can't turn that one down. Um, if they if the Packers manage to retain, you know, a good amount of their special uh, their defense even, and then you know enough of their offense, then you've got to say, you know, this is a run it back season. Um, you know, can 2021 season was meant to be the running back season. 2022 could could be the you know again the run it run it back season, um, and could be the the real last dance. Um, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. As well, what Murph mentioned last time mm-hmm. is that like he didn't realize that your special teams were were basically never first string or second string players. They were always the the lowest of the low, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with him going into that position, is he directly able to affect that, or does he have to get approval from the head coach to do that? I think he'll still have to, um, you know, say to Matt Lafleur, because at the end of the day, if you are taking people off the, you know, the starters, the ones for the, you know, the offense or the defense. You are risking them on main snaps, you know. So he will still have to say, "Look, Matty Lafleur, this is my lineup that I want for you know kick returns, kickoffs, punt returns, punts. These are the people I want in these positions." Um, Matt Lafleur will leave us yay or nay, uh, those sort of things. Um, but with Bisaccia at the helm, I think that there's going to be more trust there. Um, yeah, yeah, because I was probably... thinking, yeah, there'd, there'd be a sort of, well, you know, yep. I need these guys for this. Yeah, let's leave it. But and it, I was just thinking, like, well, if that's been a discussion in the past, why has it not happened in the past? Yeah, but because it's him, and obviously he's, you know, got this CV basically of yeah, doing yeah, well. Exactly. There is that. Okay, you know, I know what you can do. I, I will leave you alone, and then yeah, I'll, I'll peek around the account corner of the room occasionally to just look what you're doing but i <laughs> yeah. won't come in and do everything for you like a puppy no absolutely yeah and us. i think that's that's that that's definitely the thing like i mean i think the trouble with maurice drayton is being an internal hiring he wasn't likely to stand up and say no these are the people i want on the pitch at all times it was a case of you know these are the people that 
I've I, I I know I can safely put out on the pitch without disturbing the offense or the defense and this and the other. So that's probably what Maurice Strayton's downfall was. Um, I don't think Rich Bisacci is going to have that problem. Um, but yeah, any any thoughts on any of the other changes? You know, I think the new uh, New Orleans Saints change could. I mean, that that's they're always going to have a a funny system. Um, you know, f- coming off a, a Sean Payton year, oh, or years and years of Sean Payton. Um, I'm not expecting an immediate sort of, you know, comeback or, or you know, a postseason push. But yeah, I mean, the, the, that franchise is kind of up and down at the moment, anyway. I think as as well, like and, and yeah, obviously they're going through this big head coach change, but also the quarterback injuries that they've had this season yep. um, and w- w- were they on third or fourth string quarterback thirds um, third. because they obviously started off with James Winston then they went to oh what was his name I can't think of the second guy then and then they mm. obviously um oh my god I'm blanking on all names now I can't even <laughs> remember the guy that they brought in who was effectively their running back in QB2 behind Drew Brees. Oh, mm. okay. I can't, I, I can't be asked to, to brain fart. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, just looking at the quarter box, box now. Jameis Winston. Yeah, Jameis Winston's their first starter. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon, former Broncos. Yep, there you go. Taysom Hill, Taysom Blake Hill. Bortles, and Iron Book. Ian Book, not Iron. <laughs> Iron Book. <laughs> Just like full on. Wait, they had Blake Bortles? They've got Blake Bortles on their roster. What a name. I thought Blake Bortles was um on the Packers roster last year. Let me have a quick look. Because I, I thought he was, he was brought in for... The, to be the backup when um, Aaron Rodgers and Kurt Benker went out with COVID. I am not sure, but he's uh, yeah, he's on their quarterback roster. And when I've clicked on his actual profile, it says that he plays for the New Orleans Saints. Huh. Weird. Strange. Oh, it, it, I mean, to be fair, he, he now plays for them. Um, he, I, I guess, he was signed to their active roster um, just before the end of twenty twenty one because he was uh, activated for us. Yeah, so November fourth, twenty twenty one, Bortles yeah, was re-signed by the Packers practice squad as the backup to Jordan Love after Aaron Rodgers was unavailable for week nine due to COVID. Um, for the game, he was elevated to the active list for the game against Kansas City, was released November 15th. So, yeah. Uh, and so then, like, he, he has only played one game, which was against the Cardinals, and all he did was three yards, and that was it. Yeah. That, that yeah. was his season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one completed pass for three yards, and that was it. Yeah. Cool. Weirdly enough, he was on the New Orleans squad uh, for um, 
for that. He was signed to them 20, December 24th. He was inactive for their Week 18 matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Blake Bottles, um, all over the place. Played for two oh, teams man. last year. Uh, <laughs> um, good retirement. Um, but, yeah, talking of New Orleans, uh, this is just, we're not going to cover this in detail. Uh, I'm just going to kind of go over the events. We're not going to have a major discussion about this. Um, mm. But Alvin Kamara, running back for the New Orleans Saints, um, was obviously selected for the Pro Bowl. Took place in the Skill Games on the the you know the week. Uh, I think it was the Thursday before the Pro Bowl game on the Sunday. Um, was arrested for battery um, before Sunday's Pro Bowl game. Um, he. Uh, the reports say that he and three others uh, stomped uh, and caused grievous injuries to a person whilst on a night out on Saturday. Um, the NFL has not responded at this moment, um, seeing how the charges go. Um, but apparently they uh, were walking towards an elevator in a nightclub uh, and came across the alleged victim, Darnell Green. Um uh, according to witnesses and CCTV, there was a quick exchange and then punched. The punches were thrown uh, and screen went to the floor. They stomped on his face, chest and legs. Um, so he didn't participate in Sunday's Pro Bowl game. Um, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I think having... I mean, having these people in Vegas... You know, typically known as Sin City. Yeah. Alcohol, gambling, you know, that whole vibe that goes Everything on. That's wrong. It, yeah, but the thing is, as I say, like, alcohol and all this kind of stuff happens everywhere. It just seems that this year, Vegas has been the hotspot for NFL <laughs> players ruining their careers. I mean, um, it's... we thought it was, like, the Vegas Raiders that were cursed, but it's then not... anybody seems to go, like, you know, I mean, Alvin Kamara's had a pretty uh, damn good career, and he's thrown it away. Mm-hmm. The problem with Vegas is it's Vegas. Which the thing means is, if you no got one... as well, they mm. are professional sports people. They are like they 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 train themselves to not eat shit or not yeah. drink for like what yeah. six months of the year while they're training and everything yeah. like that. So I'm guessing when they they let loose and you know he wasn't drunk. They, I, well, I don't think it's that he wasn't drunk. I no. just think it's, it's one of them where like they, because they don't do it that much when they do it, they yeah. go overboard by accident or just very low tolerance. Mm. Yeah, like the thing is though, it's like Vegas is Vegas, or at least sort of the potential thing here. And that is, this is my short point on it is it's Vegas. Vegas already. If you go into it with even not a lot of money, you're still going to have that problem. If you go into it with the amount of money that some of these guys have, mm. it's it's multiplied. Which means you get the point of they either th- in the moment think that nothing will happen or think that they're above it because of the amount of money they have and then reality hits them like a ton of bricks when it eventually comes back to being arrested. Um, but, yeah. It, 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 it's Vegas. It's I will say as, it? yeah, I was gonna say I will say as well because the the main 
um, social media up that I'm on is Instagram. Um, yeah. <clears throat> after this had been announced, um, I saw on like the, the Saints Instagram had posted like two pictures of Kamara in one in his kit, one of him in his like smart outfit walking onto the pitch and everything like that. And mm. everybody was obviously commenting on it about mm. what had happened. Mm. Um, those pictures are not there anymore, so those posts yeah. have been taken down. Yeah. Which they must have realised um, they were in horrific taste. Yes. I um, just want to correct myself. Um, uh-huh. Alvin Kamara did participate in the Pro Bowl game. He was actually um, called into questioning at Allegiant Stadium and then subsequently transported oh. by the police. So he did participate in the game. He was actually interviewed after the game had finished. So he technically um, did get away with it for a short period of time. Yeah, there was apparently delays in identifying him as the witness... Yeah. Um, Sorry, the victim was getting treatment and then uh, gave their side of the story, which then led to Alvin Kamara being uh, collared. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just think, I don't know, I think Vegas is a failed experiment. I think as soon as as possible, the NFL needs to get franchise out of Vegas. And I think we need to to put that chapter behind us. Um, Because I say, I just think too much has happened so far that it's not, it's it's not worth putting these young, you know, millionaires who get away with so much stuff already into a place where they can they feel invincible and can get away with anything, or, uh, you know, heightened um, by the amount of stuff that that you know Vegas is known for. Yeah, it is the city of like overstimulation. Basically, it's the easiest mm. way I can put Vegas, and I think that's that's part of the problem. Yeah, as you say, but yeah. But that is the news. Um, unless anybody has anything else they want to comment. Uh, I don't think there is anything else at all. Um, the only thing, obviously, to mention is, obviously, we've mentioned about the uh, Germany games. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the only one that's been mentioned for the London game so far, which we all said we did expect anyway, is the Jacks will definitely be playing at uh, Wembley in 22 as well. Yep. Again. Oh, is it Wembley this time? Says to the host the game at Wem- Wembley Stadium in 2022. Oh, oh they've changed oh, it thought... from the Spurs. Yeah, I thought Spurs had the contract till 2024. Yeah. What's happened there? Don't okay, know. that that to be fair might be a miscommunication through the Instagram account. So th- we'll wait and get official confirmation on that. But yeah. I'd, I'd be amazed if Tottenham lost it because that stadium's big. I mean, it was specifically designed with hosting the the NFL in mind as well. That's why they literally switch the pitch out. Well, yeah. Like the whole point is they literally lower the football pitch and put an NFL pitch in. That's how ridiculous that stadium is. Yeah. Um, I'd be amazed. I say before the I think it was the Jets. Was it Jets Falcons that played there? Um, Yes. That I watched the the stadium like they had the live stream of it like setting up and I was like holy hell it is mad Um, (laughs) incredible but yeah talking of madness uh, the Pro Bowl I was just just going to say it's announced on the Jags official Twitter Mm -hmm. that they're at Wembley Um, maybe they're doing it both uh, since they started playing a home game in London in 2013 the Jags have played all but one of their games at Wembley Stadium. Oh. The exception was in 2021 when the team played at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, beating the Miami Dolphins 23-20. Right. 
So they maybe might, they might maybe ones at Wembley, ones at yeah. Spurs. Then yeah, possibly. Wembley's a big Fair capacity enough. at the end of the day. So there you go. Yeah, maybe the Jags want go. that. Yeah. Maybe they consider uh, Wembley their home instead of, you know, just London as a whole. Yeah. It is the um, national stadium. Well, yeah. Cool. But yeah, Pro Bowl. Um, so, mm-hmm. obviously, there are two segments to the Pro Bowl. Uh, the skills showdowns and then the Pro Bowl game. Um, just quickly, did you guys watch both? I watched some of both. Okay. Um I didn't watch all of both. Okay. Yeah, no worries. I, I think the only thing I'm missing from the skills is I didn't watch the dodgeball game. Right. And the actual Pro Bowl game, I made it to half time before I kind of got a bit bored and left. <laughs> That's completely fair. Uh, I watched, I joined at the second half of the, the Pro Bowl game and went back and rewatched the first half uh, the other day and I. I was intending to rewatch the whole thing. I got to I got to the half and I was like, I can't be asked to rewatch this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, no, I was just gonna say the, the the thing is obviously this is like all, all of our first times watching that. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that obviously you know because it's a Pro Bowl they change all pretty much all the rules for it and it's kind of like a game of backyard football, which is cool in a way. It's so. I've been reading up on this. Um, this year has been especially different. Um, we'll get to the Pro Bowl game in a minute. Let's just go through the skill shootout. Yep. So you're starting off with the precision shootout, um, where t- a quarterback and a non-quarterback from the AFC and the NFC, respectively, um, try to throw the ball in a precise m- manner to get as many points as possible. Um, Mac Jones came out, and I thought like he'd done reasonably. I thought like eight, he came out and got eight points, and I was like, that's pretty good. Uh, Hunter Renfro came out and done one. Um, then it was uh, Justin Jefferson came out and got one, uh, got no points, and I thought, okay, the NFC are in trouble here. And then Russell Goddamn Wilson came out and like proved that everybody else must have been so green or like so like affected by the elements he came out and just hit every one of the big points like he came out and hit the four then the four then the five then the four then the one 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 four and i was like holy balls he ended up with 29 points just for like a theater of the mind in case you didn't watch this yeah um basically obviously uh Big field, I'd say, what, is it like 30, 40 yards I worth think it's, of... Yeah, I think it's 30 yards, and then you go right. drop back for 40. So, in the middle, there's a bit of like a, a platform with ramps <clears throat> on either side. And then in the in the air, there's a, there's a hoop with five points in it. Probably the size of, you know, just bigger than your head. Um, and that's on like suspended on a wire, and it's moving around in circles on each of the corners there's big circular um, polystyrene discs with big fours on them and then the like two points and one points are little like tackling pads that are obviously remote controlled so the one points are just going in circles quite close and the two points um are just like i think they did like dashes from the quarterback's position to the end zone and 
one of the points went like up the ramp and over and stuff like that. So yeah, it was. Um, I don't think I could do it. Oh god, I no. Think no. I think I, I, I might get three points, but that's I with would me be just lucky constantly to hit throwing point. at the fucking one point. Yeah. Just going, ah! <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, he de- he destroyed, and the way he got yeah. that five points as well, it was oh. just about to go into cover. It was so clutch. Like I say, it, the, the five pointer moved, and like you watched it happen, and it's literally just about to dip behind the platform, and the ball, like it's so perfectly placed, like there's no way you could have done that better. No way that could have been done better. Um. So yeah, NFC gets gets one tick from that. Um. And it was it was a beautiful thing. Then you had the uh forty yard sprint. Uh, and in this, you've had Tyreek Hill, and you're thinking, all right, Tyreek Hill's going to win. Like, he's the cheer. He's he's the man. Then you had um, Nick Chubb, and you're thinking, okay, running back, heavy set guy, he's going to do well. Then you had Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs from the Cowboys, and you're thinking, okay, two really athletic guys, okay, they're going to go for it. But you're obviously thinking, like, it's then just a battle for th- second place, because there's no way anybody's going to beat the cheetah. Uh, and then the cheetah gets off to a bad start, and Micah Parsons, who had stripped off, like he'd taken his top off, to to really go after Nick Chubb, like he like Micah Parsons didn't care about winning; he just wanted to beat Nick Chubb. He won yeah, the he whole said that thing. In interview before, yeah, yeah. Like, he just wanted to he just wanted to beat Nick Chubb, and he won the whole thing. Like cheetah got smoked. Like he don't know whether he had a bad start and didn't bother trying, but he like he just he wasn't up for it that day. Yeah. Um, the funniest part about this was a the hilarious response. He was smiling the whole way, pretty much. Trayvon had like pulled up like ten yards short. Um, not ten. He didn't pull up. He just stopped running as fast because he was smiling and laughing at, at Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons on the interview afterwards. Uh, I want a. I want a ninety-five Madden speed now. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give him that speed, man. He won the speed showdown. He, yeah, absolutely. Hands up. It was hilarious. It like yeah, if if you wanted to watch the Pro Bowl skill shootout, I would watch it just for that moment. It's hilarious. And even if you just you don't want to like watch it for funny stuff, you know. Yeah. Just just watch it because Mika Parsons took his top off. Oh mate, he's <laughs> a... have it on loop. That's how, that's what I've been doing all day. Oh mate, Ooh, uh, yeah, loud. yeah. He is he is a yeah. gorgeous human being. And he is built right. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was one of them as well. Like the, the second he they, they finished as well. I don't know if like uh, Tyreek Hill had just like you know just playing it up a little bit, but like he did a little bit of a limp. I don't know if you noticed. As if, I didn't like, actually know. Pushed no. off. It looked like he'd, he'd he'd maybe pulled something slightly. Mm. So uh, I saw him do that and I thought, oh, are you doing that to like sort of save face? Yeah. Like, you got. Sm- smashed or did you actually do something that's why you lost like yeah that. but yeah it's fun it's fun to watch and i like i like the um i like the fact that they're all from these teams who like try and fuck each other over all year yeah, and yeah, they yeah. just come here and just all have a laugh with each other oh mate it, if anything was happening it was they were absolutely having a laugh like they were just getting involved with everything just like yeah it, it just looked like loads of fun to see and one of the funniest bits that like I found about it all, you haven't brought up yet, so I'll, I'll wait to talk about that when you bring it up. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to move on from this segment. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then you've got the kind of another quarterback throwing one, but again, this time it's against two defensive players. Now, theatre of the mind, you've got two boards, um, and in these boards you've got like circles and they're different size and you've got different point values. Now, one of the cornerbacks, or sorry, the defensive players will stand at each one and you have the quarterback trying to throw it through, get points. And the the defensive players, if they get an interception, it's minus three points, and then obviously that's combined with the total of what you get through. So that. imagine a two big giant cardboard pieces of Swiss cheese. There you go. Smaller points are smaller holes are worth more points. You are so much better at describing this than I am. <laughs> um, so yeah, imagine that. Um, so first up, it was. Um, was it Mac Jones first or Kirk Cousins first? I think it was Kirk Cousins first. I think first. it was Kirk, Kirk Cousins first, yeah. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like after seeing Russell Wilson dominate the precision shootout, I was like, why Why did they pick Kirk Cousins to do this one? Um, Kirk Cousins done all right. I think he got like 11 points. Um, uh, no no interceptions. Um, and then Mac he, Jones steps up. Sorry? He did, he did say... the. He, he didn't really care about the points. He just said, it was, I'm not throwing any interceptions. I did watch one go. in the past where he threw three interceptions during it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and, and I will say as well, just um, for what, when they're doing it, because there's obviously there's two boards and there's one defensive player in front of each. They have to alternate. Yeah. Because I know Kirk Cousin did it wrong at the start where he just yeah. did two to the right. And yeah. he's like, no, 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 you got to switch. Yeah, there you go. Uh, just showing that Kirk Cousin's really shouldn't have been at the Pro Bowl. Um, no no fan or listener would get this, but Kirk Cousins is possibly the Gale of quarterbacks. Oh. Ooh. That's a shout. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he done, you know, reasonable. Uh, Mac Jones steps up, throws one interception, um, but wins by one point. Um I think it was Trayvon Diggs. Now, again, it was one of the, the funnier moments. Trayvon Diggs gets the interception and then gets tackled by the board. Oh, yeah, that's that one. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was that one. <laughs> he, like, because um, the, the bigger holes were the ones that were only worth one point, but they are, a, a human stood upright could fit through that. Um, oh, yeah. You see, he's, like, runs to the right to catch it and just kind of, like, runs into the hole. <laughs> And then uh, it does look like he's like messing with his ribs or something, but I think he's... Um, messing like, with his mic pack. Yeah, his mic pack fell out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think if Trayvon hadn't been messing with a mic pack, because I think Mac Jones got a good amount of points whilst like, he threw it to that side twice, and Trayvon was just not paying attention. So yeah. if Trayvon hadn't have knocked his own mic pack out by tackling himself on the board... Um, Mac Jones probably wouldn't have got as many points as he did, um, but yeah, it was that was a funny moment. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then the funny moments continued with uh, the best catch. Um, oh, by the way, at this point the NFC is up two to one. Um, so then you move on to best catch, and it's let me let me get this right. It's Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Um, Trayvon Diggs and I can't remember who else uh, Pro Bowl 
best catch. Uh, best catch. Okay. Doesn't say who it is. Oh, wait, no. there you go. Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, uh, yep. Trayvon Diggs, and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. I th- I, I knew it was another Viking. I couldn't remember who actually got selected from the Vikings. Um, so then this was like, this was a this is such a dumb but beautiful beautiful competition. So you got um, two so, catches. Yeah. Sorry, you describe say, you describe it. You're better at description yeah. than me. I, I was gonna say it's basically just a big um, one of those like mattress things that uh, you know people just fall onto in like film sets, um, with a big display behind it. This was actually judged as well mm. uh, by the, I know it's two NFL players. Let me get yep. up. So uh, Santonio Holmes, uh, yeah. Super Bowl. XL one 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 MVP, um, David Tyree Super Bowl XL one one champion, and actor Anthony. Mackie had two tries because it didn't count unless they got the catch. Yeah. So if the the ball missed or they, they fumbled, whatever, they got to have another go at it, which I thought was pretty decent. Yeah. But my my funny thing was the fact that it's the uh, the Diggs brothers against each other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Especially what um, is it? Stefan. Stefan did to Trayvon's, yeah, yeah. 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 So the first catch from was from Stefan. He done he spray painted a line as if to simulate the you know the edge of the thing, and then he done a one handed like step out of bounds catch. It was a beautiful catch. Then you had Trayvon, um, who had one a ball in one hand, and then caught another one with another one, um, and it just kind of escalated like. Um, you get onto the next ones where like Tyreek Hill went into a phone booth, changed into his cheater outfit, then done a catch and tried to dunk it through his sons who was doing like uh, holding his hands out to simulate a basketball hoop. Um, then you had, as I say, Stefan then stepped up and obviously being a Bills player, um, he climbed onto a van, caught the ball fell onto a table that had his brother's uh, number and NFC jersey 
uh, on the table. So he slam dunked through, sorry, he butt slammed through the table, through his brother's NFC Pro Bowl jersey. Uh, and then Trayvon came out and done a backflip catch and landed it beautifully. Um, it, there were some fantastic catches. Obviously, we are just, I'm describing them very terribly. This this is one of those ones that like you're better off just watching this segment. It's about ten minutes long. Beautiful catches, beautiful disrespect, beautiful just like camaraderie where they're all like laughing. You get some like you know faux commentary from Cam Jordan who's like hosting this sort of segment. Going from there, sort of, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful segment. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, the only non-receiver, the only defensive player in this segment, ends up winning it. Um, it's just a, it's it's just beautiful, like to watch um, as it is, as it's all unfolding. Um, and then finally, you move on to the dodgeball. Now, every every one of these is just worth one point. So going into dodgeball, the NFC is winning uh, three to one, um, but the pro the dodgeball is worth three points, uh, and it's literally just eight on eight dodgeball. Um, you know, it's just it's great to see. There are some great moments. I'm not going to try and describe too many moments, but basically, uh, there's Stefan Diggs throws it at Trayvon Diggs again. They got this whole brother rivalry going on at the moment. Uh, Trayvon actually catches it. And gets, you know, as he's done 11 times, you know, intercepted 11 times. He catches the ball. Stefan's out. Uh, and then the game ends when uh, Justin Jefferson kind of tries to dodge out of the way of a ball thrown. And he actually then just ends up catching it one-handed in his right against his side. That ends the game. The NFC wins the whole thing. Uh, the skill showdown, beautiful. It's just a beautiful moment. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the game of dodgeball itself... Fantastic. I would highly recommend watching that. It's again one of those things I'm not going to bother describing the big moments, but yeah, beautiful moments. Mm. Um, so that's the skill showdown. Uh, the Pro Bowl game. <sighs> Do you want to explain the rules of this? Because I can't remember what they are exactly. I just. So uh... it's a basic game, but. They every team once they had the option, once they'd scored or to retain possession of the ball, sort of thing, instead of kicking off, could go a fourth and fifteen. I think from the twenty-five yard line. So effectively, to keep like once you've scored the, the touchdown, it goes to the twenty-five yard line, fourth and fifteen. If you then make that fourth and fifteen, you've got the ball. If you don't, obviously, it turns over. I think it was a 25-yard line. But it turns over to the other team. So, um, it's a really weird... Like they're, they're trying it out. I think... I don't know if it's been in the Pro Bowl a long time. I, I say this is the first one I've really watched. Um, but, yeah, it was a really weird sort of thing to see. Because it, it made the game have a lot more points but mm. it also just felt like there was no real big drives like there was no there was no clutch moments and it was basically just 
a throwing contest because the trouble is, and I don't know how long this has been going on, but I know there was a lot of complaints about it on Twitter. There was no real tackling. Yes, um, yeah, that's. I expected it to be re- real tackling, but yeah. there wasn't, and that's the one one thing that I've, I think made me grow a bit bored of it. Yes, absolutely. Some people were accept, accepting tackles when they'd just been slapped as if it was TIG gate rules. Yeah. Yeah. And some people were getting slapped, but because they hadn't took full contact, were still running the ball, and everybody else had gave up, so they were going to score. Yeah, and I, I didn't know where you where you're supposed to draw the line with that. Uh, literally, just I think the refs were in control of it, and I I think what they were doing is the two hand rule. So if you get two hands on somebody, that's when you've stopped. So yeah, it was just it was just weird to watch because there was no opportunity to really run it. Mm. So the running game wasn't there. So players like you know Nick Chubb, they they well, carried that... six times for seventeen yards. W- was there not a no rushing rule? No. Right. There was. As I say it was just because of the way that the game was being played. There, you could rush all you wanted, but teams elected not to because they would effectively gain nothing. You know, because all it would take is one player to get two hands on it, and you got more tackles for a loss than anything. Um, for instance, Debo Samuel, uh, prolific wide back uh, for the San Francisco Forty ers he rushed once for minus five yards. Yakim Grant um, rushed once for minus nine yards. So there was nothing really to be gained from the running game. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a very weird rule. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it was every single yeah, every single quarterback that went on the pitch got intercepted. Um, and the thing is, uh, this was, this was more of a charity event than anything else. Um, I'll just go through the because um, they they set up the charity incentive program, so people actually cared about this mostly as a charity thing. So for defensive and offensive MVP at the game. Uh, $20,000 was donated to a charity of their choice. Uh, for the longest field guard, most pass yards, most reception yards, most rushing yards, and most tackles, uh, that was a $10,000 donation each. Uh, for the most interceptions, for the most touchdowns, uh, sorry, no, for each interception, each touchdown, and uh, team rushing for over 100 yards, there was a $2,500 donation to charity um so it you know each each uh quarterback for the teams got intercepted once um russell wilson got intercepted twice so that's you know two thousand five hundred dollars there and then each touchdown so there was i think three pick sixes um so you know you're looking at five grand and each each was donated to the person who got its charity of choice so for each interception slash touchdown it was the players who'd done that thing charity donation mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean i say the thing is it it there was no stakes to it like it was just a bit of fun it's just you know the best of the best kind of the best of the people who weren't going to the super bowl playing in this game um and just having a bit of fun with it but 
it was kind of a dull game with no tackling. Like, you know, there was less actual, like, stakes on it. You know, the game changed. It wasn't an actual game of, you know, NFL football because there was very little to no rushing. It was all throwing, and that's obviously led to more interceptions. (laughs) Bit like tag yeah. rugby in a way, gets a bit boring yeah. after a while because no one can do anything. It's like, oh, but if they get hurt, like that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, because like, um, I expected it to be like, a, well, not a, a proper game, but like at least you know tackling to ground or as soon yeah. as they you know stop momentum. But um, and then when I saw how it was like, I was like, okay, I kind of understand why you know mm-hmm. like due to injuries and stuff like that because it's not. They're not supposed to be risking their health for yeah. nothing. There's nothing yeah. they can win at the end of the day apart from trying. So I, I understood it from one point, but I did, did thought if I had paid money to go see this, yeah. I'd want a refund. Yeah. I'm not watching a game of football. I could no. like easily go to the park and just get a load of mates together and see yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Um, and that's, that's why I... When I was watching the second half, I was like, I'm really glad I didn't put this back on. And then when I was watching the first half, I was like, I really just can't be asked again. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was good to see some moments. Um, you know, the interview side of thing was more interesting than anything. Like, seeing there was a lot more sideline interviews going on. Uh, the funniest one for me was uh, the punter for the AFC. Um he was like, "Oh yeah, I've been on the field a few times. I've uh, I've held the ball twice, done this, <laughs> done that, and I had two uh, halftime hot dogs." Um, and mm-hmm. I was like, "That's freaking hilarious!" And then he actually went on and punted once, I think. Um, but yeah, again, like it's not on the stat sheet, so I can't I can't confirm that. Um, I think it's AJ Cole. I think his name, and he was just hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, I say it was all kind of, I mean, again, I feel sorry for those sort of guys because they didn't like, it's the pro bowl. You kind of want to put on a spectacle, but like also you're a punter who got selected to the pro bowl for, for punting and you're, they've changed the rules. So nobody's punting or kicking off or anything like that. <laughs> so I was yeah. just like, you know, and say like nobody, obviously nobody was punting on fourth down. Like everybody was going for it on fourth down, but like it, it I don't know. It felt pointless. Some of it. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's, that's the, that's the thing as well. Everybody went for it on fourth down because there is no risk involved. Yeah. What you're going to do if you get, Oh, you're giving money to their charity. So yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's why, like, you know, I don't know. Uh, it felt kind of pointless, but it was also like it was it was a nice thing to see of like, you know, different players thrown to different people and getting along and this and the other. But again, the sideline interviews for me was the most important part. Like, I that those were the parts I enjoyed the most. And again, the uh, the little rivalry of uh, Trayvon Mark and State Stefan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then he deny him two touchdowns. Yes, I believe so. Um, which culminated, I think, in I think it was in the last quarter um, where Stefan jukes Trayvon to a point, and Trayvon falls down, and that's the one where Stefan scores in the end zone. I think it was the only rushing touchdown. Um, hilarious moment! Hilarious moment. Um, 
but yeah, I say like a bit of fun. This and the other. Just say the most fun about it was watching the players have fun um, and watching the little. I say the the digs rivalry or pro bowl was funny. Digs taking digs. There you go. Digging each other, digging at each other. Yeah. yeah, I was digging it. Yeah. Um. So with that, any you know, I say there's nothing much to say. Like it, it was a bit of fun. I, I think I like it in the way that, you know, it's the best kind of players going out there. No pressure because none of them are in the Super Bowl, this, any other, blah, blah, blah. Um, but again, it was like, I don't know. So, some of it just felt forced. Mm. I would have preferred if it was like just two quarters of football um, because dragging it out for four quarters just felt pointless to me. They were. I think they were like, keep playing. We need to. Uh, we need to get all these alibis ready for Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> need as much time as we can. Um, I will say because I've just put it on on now, and I've just like I'm just clicking through it, just seeing yeah. if I notice yeah. anything at all. I remember watching it, and like the camera went across the cheerleaders, and mm. I, I remember thinking like. Are they just Vegas cheerleaders, but they've all put on uniforms for each team? Or have certain cheerleaders been allowed to come from their team to the Pro Bowl as well? Have they? Oh, been yeah, the, be- the best cheer... Yeah, the, the Pro Bowl cheerleaders. Yeah. No sports team. Uh, it's literally the definition, if that's the case. Definition of go sports team. Yeah, essentially. Um... Because what? Yeah, one of them. What would be shouting "Go America!" and the other one would go "Go National." Mm. <laughs> Weird one. <laughs> yeah. I just had the image of that "Go America," and the next one's like "Go Iraq." Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So yeah, like for some reason, like when I was thinking of them cheering, I was thinking of them cheering for. The, the north and south, but then realise that that's not Oof. how it's split in the actual yeah. AFC and yeah. NFC. And I thought, who would really be so- supporting the south in that regards? <laughs> oh lord! Uh, well, on. I guarantee you, <laughs> there's that uh, one uh, unnamed ex Vegas head coach no. probably stood outside the stadium with a picket. <laughs> Just one singular person. Yeah, I forgot his name, but we know who I mean. Good old John Gruden. That's it. Yep. Um, so moving on to the NFL honors. Uh, I actually I stayed up and watched this. Uh, it was a cute show. Um, like Keegan Michael Key hosted. He had like a good musical number oh, at the start. Um, I never really oh. watched anything of Key and Peel or anything like that. So for me, a lot of the humor was like I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. Um, but he he made some jokes that cracked me up. He he's um he's one of them where like I, I've never actually physically watched the shows, mm. but I see yeah. clips a lot, and like I really love the uh, the like the teacher sketch where he's oh um, mispronouncing names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you don't fucked up. A A Ron. A Ron. Yeah, I think the only the the main sketch that I I watched was a. Where he was sat down and then he was talking about, you know, how it is, for, you know, how it 
amazing it must be for somebody to win um and then he like the the camera pans to the side and josh allen's sat next to him oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i did like that skit that was that was funny yeah like you know i just want a a system where everybody gets a fair and equal opportunity to win a game you, yeah what are you talking about oh, oh no, nothing in particular <laughs> it was a good one. It's yeah, just also he... the yeah. He has some funny sketches. Like, a, what is it? Obama's anger translator. If anyone's seen that, if you haven't, I highly recommend it. Again, I'm not really into sketch comedy. Um, oh no, so he I... actually went on the presidential dinner and stood next to Obama, oh, translating okay. everything that he said into literal. Fair so enough. So whatever Obama can't legally say, he would say. Right. Right, and it's it's Got just you. brilliant. It was actually straight at the presidential dinner. It's amazing. Um, Fair yeah. enough. No, he's an excellent comedian. Might get might get that oven. Um, yeah, yeah no, the, the only joke sorry. he missed was obviously the camera cutting away from um, Josh Allen, and you could see somebody in the background with a, an Xbox controller moving things. You could see like Josh Allen's face updating. <laughs> I think I think the funniest part for me was that during the song. Uh, he went over to Gronk, and I gotta say, Gronk when he's not playing football, I'm not convinced he's human. Um, <laughs> like, whenever he was over there, Gronk just seemed to be eyeballing the camera, and he just seemed to be in like stasis or like he was shut down or he's in sleep mode because he would Gronk literally box. just have the blankest stare at the camera, and like it was so bad. And then like he done the whole like musical number and he's like oh Gronk do you want to get involved with this and the other it's like, oh, and then he he like King of Michael Key done uh, a rhyme that um, would done a, a verse that would rhyme with Gronk and then he hands points the microphone at Gronk and he goes Rob and it's a <laughs> so, whole fight it, like it, that was one of the moments that had me laughing um, but and yeah I don't it was, know kind it was of a, Gronk doing it on purpose Oh no! It, it was all scripted. That all all of that song was scripted. But like, yeah. but the thing is, like, when the cam when like when every any point, like, because there was a point where King Michael Key was like introducing the next people who would uh, bring on the award, and Gronk was in the bottom like right of the the screen, and he was just <laughs> dead staring at the camera. And I was like, I don't know whether Gronk can see me or not. <laughs> and I'm just like I'm looking at it. I'm just like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> like it was so bizarre, so bizarre. Um, but we should probably talk about some winners of this. Um, some of these were quite obvious. Uh, I'm just going to go down the list um, and stop me if there's any point you want to say anything about it. Um, but defensive player of the year was the first announced. Uh, T.J. Watt won it. The Sack what? King. Um, I did, had I did a, see who gave him the award as well, which I thought was quite yeah, special. It was JJ Watt and Katy Perry. Uh, so it was nice of Katy Perry to... Yeah, no, no. Was, I was just on about Katy Perry. There oh, is. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a nice moment where JJ and TJ had like a big old hug. And that was that was a nice moment to see. Um, Emphasis on big, because those dudes are huge. Oh, mate. <laughs> I, I, yeah, they, they were insane-sized human beings. I'm surprised when they don't hug, like, if, if they put some, like, um, dirt in between them, then they, like, it'd form a diamond when they release. <laughs> 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 uh, 
You got me all that one. That tickled. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> um, NFL moment of the year uh, went to Justin Tucker's 66-yard field goal. Oh, yeah. Um, the That's FedEx... Same field goal. Oh, yeah, no. Mental field goal. <laughs> mental field goal. Uh, the FedEx air and ground players was Tom Brady and Jonathan Taylor. Um, offensive rookie of the year, uh, which I have noted down, was presented by Mark Wahlberg. And I've got notes on it saying, did Mark Wahlberg forget this was an actual event? Because he turned up wearing like this jumper that looked like he painted in it. Um, he was doing some bloody housework in it. I was like, this, this is a formal event, dude. Like, put on a shirt or something. Like, there were so many well-dressed people in the crowd and then fucking Mark Wahlberg comes out thinking this is a PTA meeting or something like that. I was just like, fuck me. Um, but Offensive Rookie of the Year went to Jamal Chase. Um, kind of unsurprising, given what they've had. Uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year... This was a weird one because they like normally they would have like a nominations reel and who's up for this award. This one was just like, oh, it's Micah Parsons. Like nobody else was considered. Apparently, I was like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like it literally came out. I was like, yeah. By the way, Micah Parsons got this award, but this is Defensive Rookie of the Year. And I was like, nobody oh. else was nominated. Like, what the fuck? Please tell me the only like did they show a clip for him? I don't think they did. I think they oh, literally went, oh, Defensive say, Rookie of the Year is, and then paused, and went, oh, it's, by the way, it's Michael Parsons, it's unanimous. I was going to say, like, if they showed a clip, the only clip they should have shown is, like, him in that race beating Tyreek Hill, and that, that was the only clip. It was like, Defensive Player <laughs> of the Year, everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, I think they showed a few of his sacks, because um, he was up for, I think it was, I think he was up for something else as well, but... Um, yeah, it was brilliant. Um, comeback player of the year. Now they say this was just between Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott. Uh, Joe Burrow won it, and I think he, I, th- I, I th- like. Don't get me wrong, he deserves it like as well. I thought Dak Prescott was going to get it, um, but I think Joe Burrow got it because he literally went to the Super Bowl, and like that's the way you come back from taking a Bengals team to, from like four and twelve to the Super Bowl. I think that's yeah, they're a brilliant comeback. Yeah, because I, I think it shows more for for Joe Burrow that he's brought the entire team with him, whereas yeah. Dak has come back on his own from injury. Like, yeah, it's not like he's made made the team any more special than it being sort of like a mid range, mid to top tier team. Yeah, I I kind of agree, kind of disagree because I mean I don't I think last year they the Cowboys didn't win their division. Um, and then this year they do with Dak. So I kind of agree, kind of don't. Um, mm-hmm. But both both players had the opportunity to take their team to the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah. Um, there was a Deacon Jones sack award, um, which obviously went to TJ Watt. Um, there was a great joke in there from the Manning cast. Um, if, I'm not going to bother dissecting it and telling you what happened if you want to watch it go watch it it was, it was quite funny um the fantasy player of the year uh went to cooper cup uh well deserved there because he got a lot of fucking um fantasy points um the after this the hall of fame class for 2022 was announced and there was a lot of good players in this um, I'm just literally going to go down the list. Leroy Butler, 
Bryant Young, Sam Neill, Clive French, Richard Seymour, Art Nally, who was a ref, Tony Baselli, and Dick Vermeil, who was a coach. Um, so that's your your class of 2022. Um, we might do a little bit more, like, might dedicate a segment to them later on just to explain where they come from, why they're going to see Bolt X, Y, and Z. Um, coach of the Year. Now this... Mm. I completely, I completely disagree with this, but um, Mike Vrabel got it. Um, obviously, taking the Titans. Now, uh, the, the, I just think there are so many better options. Zach Taylor. If if Zach Taylor had got it, I wouldn't have been unhappy. Obviously, I wanted Matt Lafleur to get it. I think if Rich Bisaccia had got it, I wouldn't have been unhappy. But Mike Vrabel is one that confused me. Obviously, I know he took the Titans to the Super Bowl without Derek Henry, and I'm like. But he didn't cool. take them to the Super Bowl. He just took them to. Oh, the sorry. Playoffs. Yeah, he took them to the playoffs with, yeah, without exactly. Derek Henry. He just got them like, the number one seed. Yeah. On the last minute. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, well, Matt Lafleur won the division, won the North. You know, with several weeks to go, he got locked the number one seed up the week before the final week. You know, and he done it without the best corner in the league, done it without with a hodgepodge of fucking O-line, you know, lost the left tackle, the left guard, the centre, the right tackle, um, you know, done it in without Aaron Rodgers for a game, done it without Devontae Adams for a game, you know, the amount of injuries, and I'm just thinking, if Coach, if Matt LaFleur hadn't have got it this year, he's never going to get it, because, like, what do you do? What do you do? I don't know. Um, offensive player of the year went to Cooper Cup. Now, I, I don't understand this. He was getting booed. What? Yeah. There was like half of the crowd was booing him. And I don't know whether this was a joke, an inside joke, or something like that. That's it. Exactly. Like you don't, I don't get it. Joke regardless, it just sounds bad no, absolutely. It's it was awful. It was awful to to see and hear and whatnot. I was like, what what the hell is going on? Like yeah. how, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know whether it's people unhappy that Jonathan Taylor didn't get it or like yeah. anything like that. I'm just like, I mean, the Respect. guy got the triple crown. You know, he got the most receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, and and as I can't. I just couldn't, and receptions, I just couldn't believe it that he was getting booed for this. I don't know whether it was a booing of the league for giving him Offensive Player of the Year instead of MVP. I don't know what this was, but there was booing happening and I was like, I was unhappy about it. I couldn't believe it. Um, MVP went to Aaron Rodgers, who now has secured his fourth MVP. Uh, one more than Tom Brady, the only person who's got more MVP Awards is Peyton Manning, who awarded it to Aaron Rodgers. Um, and finally, and this actually had tears in my eyes watching this part, the Walter Peyton Man of the Year uh, went to left tackle for the Los Angeles Rams, Andrew Whitworth, who is the oldest left tackle to play the game. And, oh my God, he is like the most gentle giant... Mm. I, I watched the clip of him oh. talking about uh, Derek Barnes. Yeah. I say, it was just such a yeah. nice moment. Um, and he's just a great human being. Yeah, I just had a theory. Mm-hmm. Sure they weren't... Uh, are you sure they were booing instead of going, Coop! And saying his name? I don't know. Shortened it, to it, Coop. It, Apparently it, that's something they do in the actual stadium. 
it could be, but it yeah, it, it sounded remarkably like booing. it sounded like booing. <laughs> I just think that might that might be what it was. Regardless, it's something that doesn't sound great, whether it's in a stadium or yeah. If you England. if you're if you're doing an award show and you've yeah. got a sound that is an ooh sound, yeah, it's not going to come off well. It's not as bad as Who Day. But, sorry, it's worse than Hude, what am I saying? But mm. My point is, it's, like, it's, all, it's almost the same level. It, it could be like Coop, Hude. it could be Coop, I don't know. But it, it I I just, I didn't hear anything oh, yeah, other no, than the boo sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It could have been Coop, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I say, like, there, there were some kind of surprises. I thought, you know, Sir Jonathan Taylor with his season was going to get something. Um... But at, the, at this point, I, I don't know who I would change. I mean, Jonathan Taylor got the ground for FedEx Yeah, the, award, you know, so part he got of the, something. Yeah, he, he definitely came away with something. But the thing is, that moment, it wasn't... It was one of those awards that was just like, oh, and he, he got this. And here is, here is this person, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... I don't know. It, it, was, it, was a, it was a nice show. I watched it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the two hours that it was on. Um, also, I can, I'd just say as well, like from just looking at the pictures, I don't know why Aaron Rodgers looks like he's trying to save money in that shitty suit that he wore. I hate it. Oh, you hate that corduroy suit? I hate it so much. I don't much. know. Like, he honestly I looks like stodgy. The material's all right. I, I think, he, like, at the end of this, if he hadn't won this, he was going to apply makeup and do a whole Joker sequence. <laughs> <laughs> This is his villain origin story. Yeah, and like it, I think it makes it worse when you see the f- the full image and his shoes are the exact same color. It just looks horrible. I don't know whether okay. he intended it to be and like that, a style or. Yeah, and I'm I'm not a fashionable fashionable person, but like when things hit my eye wrong, they hit my eye wrong. Okay. And for okay. some reason, that I just I just really didn't like it at all. I felt like I, every, see, other people. Like you know, how you felt about Mark Wahlberg, I don't. Th- I felt like he didn't put the effort in, whereas other people did. Okay, I, I would. Mean, ex- I, I, I would expect Joe Wilkinson like, to like walk it. out in that suit on fucking eight out of ten. Ga- Cats does count down. <laughs> I, I I liked it. I thought it was all right. I didn't. You know, I didn't love it. I, you know, I'd never wear it myself, but I thought it looked all right. Um, yeah, there are so much things from a Packers standpoint to to pull up with this. I'm not going to go into it. Because uh, his speech, his MVP acceptance speech, you know, you can decide dissect that to hell. Um, I say it was it was a it was a good show. I liked it. Um, you know, there's there's looking at it. Uh, there's not a ma- like there's not a lot of awards I would change. There's only one that sticks out that I would change, and that's Coach of the Year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. To be to be fair, I'd like. I don't understand that coach of the year decision either. The only thing that I, I can like have behind it in my mind is yeah, okay, they they went to the playoffs and yeah, he got them they they got the number one seed without Derrick Henry being there for yeah. over half a season. But that's it. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Nothing special happened. And to to be fair, like I think thinking back on it now, I, I don't actually know how they made it to the number one seed. Mm. Uh, they won enough games. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, <laughs> just there you go. Yeah. yeah. I say it was, it was. Apologies for this this podcast. It's an awkward one. Um, 
it's that, a, it's you a know, dead week. <laughs> it is a dead week. Like, there's nothing really to talk about other than head coaching changes, the Pro Bowl, and the NFL honors. Like, uh, I don't know. It's going to be it's even worse during the off season. Um. Well, that's it. That's that's why again. <laughs> oh, that's no, why we're going to move to Fortnite. We've 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 got some fun shit planned. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I've also um, found some really cool like retro NFL games. Yeah. If you guys want to try those out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, say a load like, of fun. Yeah, we can. I say we're we're gonna mess around with some off-season content. Um, so don't expect. I say, whoever's listening to this, obviously we've got the Super Bowl uh, coming up in two days' time. Um, you know, hopefully you get some some. We'll get a, a good podcast out of that. We've got some plans. We've discussed what we're hoping to do for the off season. Um, so just bear with us uh, while we try and get through the off season. Obviously, we're going to change to a fortnightly schedule depending on what we do with say the usfl all this kind of stuff so bear with us if it's okay while we figure out what to do in an off season obviously by the time the game returns you know for pre-seasons we're likely going to go back to the weekly format um or, or bi-weekly you know two a week format to figure out a lot of things um because whilst i like what we've done this season it's been consistent it's been good you know, we whacked out a podcast every single week for the entire uh, NFL season of 2021-2022. It has been somewhat exhausting uh, and I think somewhat too long in places. You know, a two-hour podcast with people you don't really care about doing, you know, talking very briefly about a show that you might not even be watching. <laughs> um just to kind of figure out, we, we're say we're we're gonna work on a load of things. This has been pilot year of this show, so yeah. So if less anybody's got anything else they want to talk about, no. Uh, no, I was the only thing that I was gonna bring up was the fact that um, uh, Matt Jones is little. Gritty dance. Mm. When he scored that touchdown. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Cast that, your mind back to the Pro Bowl there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that and I, I, let me quickly just find out. Just because I don't think we mentioned it that the, like, even though it wasn't a proper game, the AFC did win. Yes. to thirty-five. Yep. And um, let me quickly just check who it was. Oh, it was uh, Derwin James and Nick Chubb competed against Mika Parsons and Justin Jefferson uh, playing a AFC versus NFC on Madden. And uh, the NFC won that. Oh. Uh, well, they made the NFC win that. Uh, what score was that? What, 28-19. So they got it wrong. <gasps> and apparently they had to give... Um, Marshawn Lynch a big chair because the last time he was a, a host or a judge on this show he broke his chair uh, I don't know if that <laughs> was like from like going yes picking it up and smashing it or like jumping up on the chair and like slamming back down on it and it just broke but um, they were compensating like oh he thinks he's in the naughty corner at the moment and then he turns around and he's like oh you gave me the big ass fucking chair <laughs> I know why <laughs> there you go yep. cool so, uh, 
that's been another episode. Um, join us next week as we dissect the Super Bowl. Um, don't know if we're going to bother getting a guest on or we're going to save that for postseason content, uh, off-season content. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you next week uh, where we will know who the champion of the Super Bowl is out of the Bengals or the Rams. Um, as usual, I've been your host, the unusual Greg. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, unusual underscore Greg. I'm Smith. I'm DRS underscore 1994 on Instagram. And I'm but as per usual, Lord on Twitter. Don't follow it, it's boring. And if you want to follow the podcast, it's BritCaveBlitz on Twitter and Instagram. I say it every, every single time, but follow that Instagram. Um, we're going to have a lot of uh, you know, big name stuff coming up on the Instagram. Obviously, off season, we've got loads of signings, loads of releases. The draft is coming up, so the Instagram is going to be the best place to get bite sized chunks of information about all of these sort of things. Um, and no doubt, Scruffy, uh, not Scruffy Smith, that's yeah. the one, uh, will be posting all sorts of stats from the Super Bowl and stuff like that as it's happening. Um, mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, check out the Instagram to see, fingers crossed, a picture of me and Smith in real life. We might actually see each other. Hopefully. <sighs> COVID permitting. Yeah. I am one negative test away in like 11, uh, 13 hours from seeing whether it's actually correct or not. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. And, uh, yeah. you know, if I am negative, I've got a three and a half hour to four hour drive ahead of me. Um, so lovely. <laughs> cool. Oh. Thank you. Bring it